Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Xamarin Podcast. I am James Montemagno, developer evangelist here at Xamarin. With me, the magnificent, the wonderful, the dapper, Pierce Bogan. How's it going, buddy? I'm great. How are you? I am simply fantastic. I'm here in Boston. Uh, I think you guys have stole me for forever. I just love it here. It's just beautiful. What a beautiful city. Um, you know, West Coast to East Coast connection, Xamarin all over the world. And uh, how are you doing? What have you been up to? Just building apps, man. Building apps, shipping building lots code. Lots of apps, shipping code, crushing code. If you're, you got to crush, then ship. Yeah, that's and, right. And that's actually our topic today. It is. Yeah, I like how you brought that up. Uh, essentially, uh, we've been working a lot with larger teams, sometimes small teams, just me and you, but some other larger teams. Uh, and and we've been shipping a lot of apps, but also shipping a lot of libraries. I have a lot of plugins for Xamarin, uh, but sometimes I'm doing other bindings and things like that. And often what I run into is that we keep building applications. And my workflow today, and I want to see if your workflow is different, is let's say I want to build an Android application. I open up Xamarin Studio. I go through my normal routine of building. I hit archive. I sign it. And then I get an APK file. I go over to Google, and I go to my developer portal, and I upload my APK, and I go to the alpha channel and ship it. On iOS, I do the archive it, I sign it with my key, and then I upload it with the application uploader. It goes over there, I sign in, I do this whole thing, right? But before that, what I've even done is I have like some unit tests. Like I'll publish from Xamarin Studio or Visual Studio and say upload to, to you, you know, test cloud and run my tests. And then I'll run my unit tests if I have any. And uh, it's tedious. It takes a lot of time. Uh, is that your flow? How's your my, my flow compared to yours? They're pretty similar. I think... Uh... You know, I, I try, everyone tries to be a good developer and, you know, you, you write some code and ideally, right, you write a test for that code and you make sure it's well tested. Generally, I'm, I'm less good on that, on that standpoint. I, I, I build out my UI, build out all the app, and then I write some tests afterwards. And like you said, it's kind of a, a tedious process, right? Because mm -hmm. you have to, you know, you deploy, then you have to select all the devices. And especially if you're doing this constantly, right? If you're doing this after every single maybe feature's added or bug is fixed, I mean, that adds up. It really does. And I think in, in years past, when I first got started five years ago, there weren't really any a lot of tools to help you or aid you in this process. And there's not a plethora around. There's more around more than ever, I would say. I think there's a lot more tools at our disposal that we wanted to talk about today, which essentially is around why do we have to do this manual process every single time we want to do something? Wouldn't it be great? If every time I, I don't know, committed code into a feature branch or into master on my GitHub, if just magically there was some service that would pull that down, build up my code, package it up, ship it to wherever I needed to do, and I didn't have to think about it. And then what if I got a report back that told me uh, if I was able to, to actually merge that into master or ship that code? I think the best example of this is especially when you're working in a distributed team. A lot of us are working in mul multiple features at the same time. You're sending pull requests down uh, into Git or TFS maybe. Uh, you want to essentially know like, hey, is, does my code pass? Does it pass our unit test? Like, is it shippable? Can I test this? Did it pass a UI test? Did I break something? Uh, we shouldn't have to do this manual process. There's tools out there that we want to talk about today in the world of continuous integration but then also the deployment part, we're going to touch on lastly. How can we actually do one better, not only just build our code, but actually ship apps 
and libraries to, I don't know, to our users that want to test it, our beta users, for instance, or maybe up to NuGet, for instance, if you're building a library. So, Pierce, what's your background with CI and CD? I am a fairly new developer. I'm only 23. I've been out of college for a year. So, honestly, uh, I haven't worked a ton with CI. And my only experience with CI has been, man, this is really confusing. There seems to be a lot going on. There's all these scripts. There seems to be, it seems to be very overwhelming. And so generally my perception of continuous integration up until a few months ago had been very negative. Mm. Interesting. I used to work, so I used to work at Canon. I think a few people may know my story is that I used to write printer software professionally. That was a pretty great job right out of college. Uh, I think you got the maybe sweeter deal working at Xamarin right out of yeah, college. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, but I used to work at Canon down in Phoenix, which is pretty, it was a really great job. Really worked with some amazing people. Uh, we were a Microsoft stack um, from the bottom up, essentially. And uh, what we did is we used TFS for everything. We had our TFS build servers and everything like that. And what we would do is every time that we wanted to test a build, I think there was a nightly process that ran. So you would put a bunch of code in. And you could say, I want to test it against this branch of code in TFS. And it would run. And it would build it, pass or fail. Mm -hmm. um, or every night it would just run something. Right. Now, I didn't set any of that up. We had a, a person dedicated to just that. Um, this was a very big, big project, big solution. But I think apps are even getting bigger nowadays, too. So there was someone dedicated. So I do have some background of it. When I worked at um, the previous job at Seton, when I was making apps, I was in the I was the only developer, so I was just oh I tested it, tested it good, just pump pump it out, tried and true. But that was five years ago, right? This was newer mobile space. Uh, so we come from a similar you know similar background. We didn't use a lot of mobile, and I think what was interesting to me is that I, I have always known why I wanted to do CI, but I didn't know the how. Or right. what was available. Right. You like it's obvious what the benefits of using CI and tests and all that is. It's just like it seems overwhelming almost. Yeah. And and the first really thing for CI, I think there's two parts. There's a library, which applies to every developer in the world. We're all building libraries, distrib distributing them. And then there's the app part of it, which is building the actual app and doing things around it. So I did a, a Motsko's lab. I do these sessions on YouTube every once in a while. And I had John Dick from our team on talking about how he uses AppVayer. Um, to actually build his libraries and ship them to NuGet and then run unit tests and Zen unit tests against it. So AppVayor is a free um, service, appvayor.com. Uh, it's very, very cool. And you point it at a, it's built for Windows really development. It doesn't do really application building. I think you can do Android, but iOS, it's, it's only Windows. There's no build host, right? But the cool thing is it can still build Xamarin iOS libraries because those are available. So you essentially say, hey, I want a Visual Studio 2015 machine, Windows 10, and it sets up this VM for you. Uh, and you point it at a GitHub repo, and you say, hey, build this solution. You, you, there's a few build scripts, and we use this thing called Cake, which is a C-sharp scripting language. Hey, download all the NuGets, and download the components, and, and things like that. And hey, this is where my NuGet new spec is. Uh, and you say, hey, every time I commit code, Build it, and it will auto-detect any of your end unit tests because it can inspect the DLLs if you're building those up too. So he came on, on to my, my YouTube stream, and essentially what was really cool is that I've been building all these plugins manually by hand. I make a bug fix, I test them, I package them up, I ship them via command line up to NuGet, 
And the problem that I had is that it made it really hard for anyone to contribute to anything that I'm doing. Because I would have to pull down their code, I'd have to test it, do all this stuff. I didn't even know if their code shipped before trying to pull in their pull request. So what's really cool about Avair and the other CI services we're going to talk about, it actually has webhooks. So imagine, Pierce, you want to collaborate on a feature. So you create a branch, or your own fork, and you do a pull request. What's really cool is that Vare will automatically pull down your pull request, build it, run the tests, and inside of the GitHub pull request, it'll say pass or fail with the link to the Vare. So it makes it super easy for, for people who are building open source libraries to see uh, exactly how uh, a particular pull request performs. Because like you said, I mean, you have to pull it down, you got to you know, restore all the nougat, you got to yeah. build the tests, you got to make sure it works, but with this, it's just automatic. Yeah, and this is going to help the open source developers that want to contribute and ensure that, hey, they didn't break stuff because maybe they're not used to running all the tests or have the setup in place. And this actually came in very nifty because uh, my plug is we had a lot of people contributing to recently the geolocation one. We're working on a 4.0, it's going to be very spicy, uh, lots of breaking awesome changes. But they wanted to add some new features, but they were doing it all on a Mac, so they forgot to add it to the Windows bit, which didn't work. So it doesn't build the Windows components, but it's all in that there. And they literally, they get an email that says, hey, listen, your pull request failed to build. So they're like, oh, sorry, I got to fix it. They do some more commits, and every time they recommit to this pull request, it gets built again and again, which is cool. That is really cool. It's free. And you can see what failed. So like in the pull yeah. request, if, it, if I see, oh, my pull request, the build failed. I can, can I see the report or? Yeah, it gives you the full report. That's great. Yeah, and that's free um, completely to use that way. There's some restrictions, obviously. But if you have private repos and things like that, that's a paid service, which is very cool. But if you're just working on open source, free. Um, and but So that's from the app side of things. And I think we'll come back to that in continuous deployment. But there's a few other ones that, that I, I've also done some, some Mots Codes Live around, which is two very cool services that I wanted to talk about. Um, and see and what your thoughts were on them, because we, we both work with them a little bit, which is uh, BitRise, uh, BitRise.io is, is the URL, and also Visual Studio Team Services, which used to be called Visual Studio Online. Uh, have you worked with those in the past at all, or know very much about them, Pierce? I hadn't worked with either until very recently, and I've been super impressed. Uh, I'm writing what I feel like is better code than ever before <laughs> now that I have those. And I get some positive affirmation if it is, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I love both the services. We've, we've been building the Evolve uh, app, uh, which we talked about on another podcast. And we actually are using one of these services. Uh, we're, we're putting our money where our mouth is. And we're actually using one of these services uh, to do some continuous integration with our app. Yeah, we were working on multiple apps. And we're, we're testing out both services to see how it is. Um, both of these are free. There's some limitations, of course, around different sizes and things like that. But what's really great is it's very similar to AppVayer in the process, but it, it it takes away a lot of that scripting. And both of these services work on the idea that you want to build an app for iOS or Android or um, Xamarin applications, Android or iOS. So they work with all of them. And in the terms of Visual Studio Team services, it also works with Windows. So you can build a Java app, an Objective-C app, a Swift app, a Xamarin app for iOS and Android. You can build a Mac application. You can build a... Windows 10 application, you build all of them in, the, in these things. Um, so BitRise is cool, and they both work off of steps. So it says, hey, step one. It's like this very clean step one, step two, step three. Like, what do you want to have done in what order? And they're kind of like drag and drop, which I think is really fun and kind of cool. Then each step has some parameters. So you say, okay, hey, I want to download the NuGet packages 
for this solution. So you say, hey, here's the solution. Here's where I want to go. All right, so download the NuGet. So restore my, or log into my Xamarin account. So log into Xamarin account. Download my components. So downloads the components. Build my Android version. Run my unit tests. Ship it to test cloud. Hmm. So build up my test. So you step one at a time. And the beauty of that is if one step fails, all the other steps are going to fail. Unless you tell them to force run. So you'll have like a deactivate my Xamarin account, right? So you'll have to very end say, no matter what, no matter what happens, always run this step. So for instance, you do a, you do a you know, commit and you, you push it down. This all ties into GitHub and Git or, you know, your TFS. You can say, hey, or Bitbucket, all these different services. So uh, it says, hey, every time Pierce is working on a feature, download the code, build it all up, make sure it builds, and then run any of our unit tests and our UI tests and ship those up to test cloud automatically, automatically. You don't have to do any work um, as far as my side of things. It just works. Uh, you can also drag in your provisioning profiles, your key store on Android, which I think is really cool. Do all that in there, which comes around a lot to um, the next part, which is that when you put it in test cloud or you want to deliver the applications, you'll have to sign the application so you get the signing process done. And maybe you want to have some additional steps. Uh, if, I, if I just go to the Bitrise website, so I go to bitrise.io, and if I go to uh, integrations, so that's what we do on the podcast, we just go here, integrations. I'm just going to type in, they have all sorts of different things. I'm just going to type in Xamarin. So you can download components, iOS tests, insights. You can run Calabash scripts. Um, you can you know, ship your debug symbols to Xamarin Insights. You build a builder, things like that. There's a whole lot of other things inside of here too. You could deploy to Amazon S3. Uh, you can bump your version numbers, which I think is important. Don't forget you want to bump those. Um, you could automatically deploy to TestFlight, for instance. Uh, you could go ahead and my favorite is probably just there's a uh, curl command, so you can actually just, or uh, you know, write any code and it'll just execute like bash commands, which is very cool. You can clone repositories. You could actually deploy to Google Play. Um, there's a whole bunch of different things. You can send a message to HipChat or to Slack every single time. Like, so there's all these different things in continuous integration. I want to be alerted every single time something happens. Kind of like insights. We talk about Xamarin Insights. Every time something goes wrong, I want to be notified in a Slack channel or a GitHub issue, things like that. So we're building up our application and we're figuring this out. And a few times, you know, you're working on something that may work on your solution because maybe you're working on the back end, I'm working on the front end, we're sharing code. So you may change some stuff that totally works and you're not even changing the UI, but because you commit and you're um, doing a pull request, it's going to actually build up your code automatically. And this has probably helped us quite a few times find bugs and it'll test off the test cloud stuff. I think it was really cool. Um, so to me, that's what's really nifty. And we follow Gitflow um, uh, loosely, I would say. Uh, I, would, I would say a little bit. Is Gitflow kind of new how, 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 to you at all? Or have you used kind of this Gitflow process? How do you develop apps on a day? Just on a master? Just going to town? <laughs> Live dangerously. Test on production. No, uh, <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, generally, uh, I've been building apps a lot you know, in my free time, right? Because I was in college. And so I was building a lot of apps. I was the only developer. Um, and so I was just pushing the master. And then recently we started doing this whole, 
you know, you should branch when you're adding features, when you're fixing bugs. That should be in its own branch. Submit pull requests, you know, add all the CI and all that. And now I realize, hey, even if it's just a one-man shop, you should have all this stuff because you can see if your stuff's actually working. Uh, so my personal experience until recently had not had been pretty much to just ignore things and just push to master. Um, but the last few months have been super instructive as I start using some of these services. And you really start to see, I mean, intuitively you know, but you really start to see, oh, well, this doesn't work and this works. And you can really see the, the quality of your applications rising when you start to use tools like this. Yeah, and so, so what we do in our application is every time I'm adding a feature, I do feature slash whatever. Uh, maybe I'm adding notifications or fixing a bug or something like that. Uh, so the idea is that nothing gets merged into master until it's ready. It passes all these tests. So this really allows you to, to branch. You can have multiple branches off of that because maybe you have like a, a main one, but you want to branch for Android and iOS and you want to merge down into it. And all these will get built up. So what you can do in, in Visual Studio Team Services or BitRise is you can say, hey, kick off this certain flow when this um, wildcard essentially, when this parameter is met. So whenever feature slash star, whenever feature slash whatever, or bug slash whatever, you know what, every time you run a feature, only send to a test cloud and run it against a single device. But if you're going into master, eh, maybe five devices. Right. And then regression, maybe 30 devices every night. You can have this thing that's not only every time I commit, but every single night at midnight, hey, go run it against 100 devices in the test cloud, for instance. And I think that's what's really nifty is that you can parameterize and say, hey, every single time I create a feature branch, and I do this stuff, I'm going to be committing a lot, so I don't want to um, aggressively you know, use my test cloud hours. I want to actually just do one device at a time really quick and make sure I don't break anything. And what's cool then is that you can then pass those parameters around. So for instance, when you go actually into like our Evolve application, Xamarin Test Cloud has this idea of series. So if we were to look at a series, we have like regression, we have master, we have a API sync, we have design work, we have all these different little branches that are getting built um, every single time. And we can see, oh, we have 21 tests and you can get a report back every single time, which really helps you identify what it, what's going on in your application. And if, and if Pierce's branch keeps breaking, he's not gonna commit into master and break master until he fixes it, or me, I've got to break some stuff sometimes. <laughs> on occasion, you know, here and there. But I think that uh, we have, like, I know the, the some branches that I've been doing, we have literally eight or nine different branches that are just continuously going. And I'm looking here, I, I've shipped to 70 devices, like, nonstop, <laughs> which is pretty crazy on, on, on Android, which is pretty cool. Uh, so to me, it's all about that quality, but also the fact that, listen, I don't have to even ship my debug symbols anymore. I just send it. They're there. Just ship them up to Test Cloud or to Insights automatically. You know, and there's an APK and there's an IPA that's that's there and ready to go. Right, so. and and we talked a little bit earlier. You talked a little bit earlier about. I had mentioned how I thought the whole idea of CI might be a little overwhelming, mm -hmm. um, and you said that that both VSTS and, and BitRise are a little bit like uh, a little bit of drag and drop. Like you just add these steps and you add mm -hmm. all these parameters, and you don't really have to think about all the like bash scripts and that sort of thing. Exactly, you can get there, but I did a Matsko's live where I did BitRise, and I got it all set up and shipping to Test Cloud in under 40 minutes, I think it was. Uh, it was super, super quick, and the same on VSTS. Um, 
you just literally say go and here it goes you point it at it what solution you want to build and you kind of go from there right when does it break what's it going and so you're going to spend maybe spend a good day on it i think if you spend a day learning the in and outs watching a few videos um it's really going to help you kind of get there and there's really great documentation on both the vsts side and on the bitrise side of things to get you going same with that bear i think my my video with john dick is probably the most most uh, insightful. I just grab a bunch of script files and go. And that's because I, my libraries are doing certain things and need a bunch of things that aren't in the step process. Literally, at Vayer says, hey, go build this thing. It's not this whole, whole mesh because it's not for these apps where you have to do all this other junk, right? Um, but at the end of the day, what you get when using all three of these services is you get something you want to deliver and you want to deploy. So in my case of at Vayer, I want to deploy DLLs to NuGet, and maybe I also want to create a Git release. In the terms of maybe BitRise or VSTS, I have a physical package. Like I've already uploaded to um, ins or Insights, my debug symbols, and I've already uploaded uh, to uh, Test Cloud my test. So that's like me, like my quality assurance. But what happens? with those packages like how do i get them to jeremy or get them to our beta testers like jeremy jeremy love all my, my good friend here at xamarin or all my xamarins how do i get it to joseph what how do you get an application to your manager right and you don't want to collect his uuid from his ios device go into TestFly and do all this stuff and register and they got to download this got to do this there's got to be an easier way right and that's where continuous deployment comes around and to me, there's really one service that, to be honest, I think is just the de facto that I know about. And feel free to email us too if there's other ones that you guys are using that I would love to know. Um, but we use here a hockey app, which is a service uh, by Microsoft. Uh, it wasn't it was a it was a company it was a company that everyone's been using for a long time to do continuous deployment that was uh, acquired by Microsoft quite a while ago, maybe a year, year and a half ago or so, and. Uh, it's really great. It does iOS, Android, and Windows, all the different ones. And essentially what it does, it takes all of the, I guess all the problems around getting it. Yeah, the worst, the absolute worst part about de deploying everything, it makes it simple. Makes it simple. Pretty drop dead simple. And I think Android and Windows have been pretty simple because you sign it and anyone can install it. Right. But uh, iOS, not that way iOS not that much. So my recommendation is that if you don't want to collect UUIDs, get yourself an enterprise account. <laughs> so enterprise, you can do enterprise ad hoc deployment, which means that anyone can install your app. They install like a, like for Xamarin, they would install a Xamarin cert on their right. phone. And then anything signed with that cert, they can just install. They can just install. So it's, it's really minimal to do anything, uh, which is good. And, and which is nice. So you you from your VSTS or BitRise you upload to Hockey App, and when that happens, one of two things happen. Um, at that point, you can have it so all of your testers are notified to say, "Hey, a new build is installed." And um, what happens in that they get an email and there's a button that says "Install," and it installs it. That's it. That's it. Like, and they install it, and they're good to go at that point, which is really great. And there's literally no work that you can do. You can have teams and you can say, hey, deploy it to this team, deploy it to this team. 
Uh, we have it, I have it currently so there's no emails that are sent out, but then I can go into a build that I've tested, say, hey, go, go send an email to everybody, it's approved. But you can have a beta channel, an alpha channel, and you can ship your, your apps to the different channels. But uh, what I think is really unique is that they also have an SDK. I don't know, did you, did you play around with the SDK? Have you seen this? I haven't. So we integrated the SDK. There's a Xamarin SDK and a Windows SDK. You can get it on NuGet. They're pre-releases. And what the SDK does, it allows you to add some additional crash handling on it, uh, which is interesting. I haven't used HockeyUp too much for it. I have more around insights for that. But what it allows you to do is, is I think HockeyUp's more around the test and deployment part of it, like your user testing. So you can actually uh, implement something. We implemented Shake. Right. So you can shake your phone, and it'll take a screenshot of the current um, frame that they're on, and then it will give a feedback form so people can leave feedback, and it'll upload that to, to your app and hockey app. Uh, but what it'll also do is when your users open the application, if it's on the store, they can you can say in beta or on the stores, you can say, hey, go query Hockey App or the App Store and see if a new version is available. Because the worst thing is that you update your app and then no one installs the updates. So they're all on old versions. And it's not going to force them to install it. I think you may have, there may be a flag to do that. But it'll say, hey, do you want to install or do you want to skip? So that's super nifty because we're pumping out releases all the time for beta. And we want to say, hey, it should be drop-dead simple. It'll download, install it, done. Yeah, like we fixed a bug a week ago and the person's still running the code from a month ago. Well, that's obviously problematic. But if you have this, they're notified every time they open the app if there's an update. Yeah. And so they're automatically going to download that. They'll have the fresh bits and any feedback they send will be on the latest build you sent out. Yeah, it's super duper convenient. So there's, and there's a few other things in the SDK, some user metrics and things like that that are in there. But to me, that's a real winner is that you can have the feedback mechanism. There's other ways that you could put like on this page, make them fill out this form type of feedback mechanism. But to me, that's really nifty. And the same thing's true on AppVayer is that I, you can register these deployments. It's kind of what VSTS and BitRise is. Like, what do you want to deploy to? And what I do on AppVayer is I say, hey, every single time I, not every single time I build it, but hey, let me yeah, download the NuGet package locally, make sure it's all good. And then I say, hey, deploy to NuGet and it uploads to NuGet and done. Just as if I was uploading it to Hockey App for an app, but it's a library. So it takes that extra step out of the way. That's really nice. It's super nice, yeah. And you can give, say, oh, this is an alpha package, this is a beta package, and boom, it's like good to go. So it's super convenient. I don't know, these things are are free. Um, I think now that I've, I've had the opportunity to work with all of them, and Percy had quite a, a little bit of ability to work with all of them. And I mean... I don't want to speak for you. What what are your what's your overall thoughts after what two or three months that we've been working on apps and, and CI and C D? What's what's your overall impression now? Uh pretty much every app moving forward, even if I'm the only developer on it, I'm gonna have some sort of infrastructure like this. Um I just We've seen the benefits of it uh, at scale. You know, as we build the Evolve app, we, we just see all the benefits of it. Um, and maybe things that I kind of intuitively knew would come as a benefit. Uh, but now you can actually see, you can say, okay, this app has like top, top shelf quality. Like it's a quality application, uh, which is important, right? Because I mean, even if like there's, so, there's a lot of apps out there and, and one way you can really differentiate yourself is quality. Because for the most part, 
it's sad, but people don't really test mobile apps the correct way. Got to test them. Got to test them. And so, uh, like James said, I mean, this takes, it took him 40 minutes in his Mods Codes Live. And I mean, if you spend a day playing around with it, I mean, the amount of time it could save you and the, the quality that it could, the quality impact it could have on your application is potentially huge. Yeah. And my recommendation to get started is you often wanted to say, file, new project, go and start coding away. But kind of like you were saying, you set up your UI test or unit test, set up your continuous integration and deployment. You don't have to write a whole series of UI tests. The very first one that you could write is take a screenshot. And we've been doing that for a while in some of our apps. It's like, listen, we want to at least make sure that the app launches and we have a button to skip the login process or something like that. And like, make sure like that works. And I at least get to now see, I remember the first time I did it on Android and the buttons were different colors because I forgot to set a different property in pre-Lollipop devices. But even that, like I just thought it was a silly test to take a screenshot of the first page, but I already found bugs in my cycle. So set it up so it's building, deploying, get that structure in place. If you spend a day or two on that, you no longer have to worry about it. And then you can build on it, but you at least have it working out of the box. Um, and then once you once you do it once or twice, every new app that you build, it's going to be butter. So just copy and paste stuff over right. at that point. So I'm all about it. I think it's pretty great. And the best part is these services are essentially a lot of free ones out there. Yeah. You can take advantage of. There's really no reason not to use them. Yeah. So check out Hockey App, uh, BitRise, the Visual Studio team services, AppVair. Uh, but we'd also be curious to see what, what you guys are using. What are you guys and gals using out there? Um, go ahead and email us. I'm just james at xamarin.com. Pierce at xamarin.com. Best way to find us on Twitter. I'm at James Montemagno. At Pierce Bogan. Also find us on our GitHub. I'm James Montemagno. I'm Pierce Bogan. Uh, you can also just Google us. I'm sure you'll find us um, in that fashion. But you can find me most likely on Twitter. Same with Pierce. That's the fastest way to get access to us. Um, but yeah, we would love to hear. Show, show, uh, show feedback. Let us know. Uh, and we'll, we'll definitely uh, take it to heart and, and try out some new services. But with that, any, any closing notes from you, Pierce? No, I think we're good. Well, thanks for tuning in to another Xamarin podcast. Uh, until next time, cheers. Cheers.